As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Basketball Adjacent Podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Smith, uh, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. We are outside, man. We're in Los Angeles. The world is open. This is my very, very first in-studio podcast, man. I got a very special guest from here today. Uh, my boy Mickey from the Mag Park. Mickey, what's up, man? What up, man? What an honor. Hey, man, I, I appreciate you for making the trek down to Culver City no, yeah. and, and sitting with me and sitting with me. Uh, I was hooping with Mickey yesterday. And he was telling me he was like, "Man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a head out from the valley, uh, and and hopefully it, it won't take too long. But uh, I hope you don't have to sit in too much traffic. Like 45 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. No <laughs> doubt. No good. doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Mickey, um, is a really good friend of mine. We got connected through some other mutual friends. But man, I wanna, I wanna hear your story, dog. For for those that don't know, Mickey owns and operates the Mag Park, Magnolia Park, which is a sneaker consignment shop, sneaker clothes. Yeah, One brick and mortar shop. retail experience. Uh, we would probably be categorized in that resale consignment yeah. part of things. Um, I the one separator, you know, that we've always had is we also carry wholesale brands. So, mm-hmm. um, like Billionaire Boys Club, Chinatown Market, yeah. for example, stuff like that. Yeah. What was the what was the the vision behind Mag Park? What was the 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 beginning stage? What was the dream? Why why sneaker consignment? Why clothing? Yeah. Why all of that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Magnolia Park in, in its itself stands for um, a representation of just where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So, like a, a rec park. Yeah. Right? A recreation yeah, yeah. park. And so, I grew up in this uh, neighborhood called Arlita. Mm-hmm. Um you, its counterpart Pacoima might be known more. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I never <laughs> yeah, heard of Arlita before. Yeah. But okay, I know Pacoima. I yeah, know Pacoima. So we share the zip code with Pacoima. Okay. Uh, so we're in that neighborhood, and I grew up at a park called Branford Park, and that's literally where I met some of my best friends, mm. my brother and I. Still, still to this day, like last night, I had had uh, dinner with a, a friend that I've known since he was like nine years old. Yeah. You know, and and so um, we've been a part of that community, and so uh, when Mag Park you know, short for Magnolia Park, uh, we started, it was just the thought of um, building a community, mm-hmm. which is funny because the first kind of like behind the scenes name for, for the whole thing was uh, community without mm-hmm. an I. So it was like community kicks, I think at the time. Okay. 
and then it was like no eye in community. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> you that can, makes that makes sense. That. Somebody, <laughs> we, hey, make it giving out free game over here, man. <laughs> you know, so we had that. We tried it out, uh, and then uh, you know, my partners and and myself at the time were just like, you know what? Like the neighborhood's called Magnolia Park. It's got a nice ring to it. The shortage of Mag Park was there, so it worked out. And you know, the the overall goal to to get to your core question was honestly just to create a space that like. I knew I wanted to go kick it at when mm-hmm. I was in high school. You know, that's, that's a that's a big deal. Is yeah. is waking up and be like, yo, no, I love kicks. Yeah, I love fashion. I love clothing. To be able to do that with your friends is, is yeah, yeah, exactly. And so and so going through those experiences, like I remember, uh, just you know going to get like the new release or or trying to get you know the the small store owner to she's yeah. like oh, I could order them for you. I'm yeah. like, all right, bet. Like you know. <laughs> That whole vibe was just like something that always stood out to me. And so uh, I think that's where the original idea was just to create a space that felt like, okay, I would, if I was in high school and I was hooping, like this is where I'd come kick it with my yeah. boys. You know? Literally. I don't know yeah. if, if anybody listening or watching has had the chance to go to the Mag Park, but literally a space that you literally just want to kick it in, man. They got the big ass shoe wall. Yeah. They got a, a half court set up. They got a yeah. DJ booth. Like it's literally a place where I can imagine like if that's your spot and all yeah. your homies are there, you never want to leave. Yeah. And we had that a lot in the beginning. You know, we, we actually had spaces for like kids to come do their homework. Like, and that it really was just pushing the community and trying to do something like that. And, um, you know, it evolved. We, we, when we first opened up, we literally had like, you know, you're thinking store first, yeah. not really thinking. I was going to say, was it always a store or was it at first a service and then, then turned into the brick and mortar when you got the space? So I, well, and this is where I guess I could take it back, but I, the the first time I ever got into retail. So before I even got into the store thing, mm. I was DJing um, full time, like mm-hmm. traveling, headlining Vegas, like oh, doing shit. all that stuff, like really deep into that game. I never knew that. Yeah. yeah. I never so knew like that. Okay. I, was, I was a nightclub DJ for 10 years, uh, traveled all of the Caribbean headline. Vegas was probably like the, I would say like when you're coming out of LA, like yeah. that's your like peak. Yeah. Like you're like, Oh man, I, you know, had my own billboard, all that stuff. Sheesh. And so it was a good time. It was, it was you know, I was younger. Yeah. So like I could hang a little <laughs> better. With... I could, I could imagine if, you know, me and Jordan <laughs> yeah. frequent Vegas kind of often. And if one of us DJed and oh, like, yeah. you know, we, we go out and we, we got to stand in line to get our table and pay for the table. But if we got a homie that's DJing, you yeah. know, you get a table oh, no, right yeah. up front. Pull up. And, you yeah. know, homie DJ, you know, you make requests, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. It's a good time. So that was a fun era and built off. And that's where really where my original network really built from. And Mm so when I was in like in that scene, um, I just wanted to do something else to get me kind of the the thought process was just like I had to physically be there to make money. Yeah. And that part was like kind of like itching at me. Like I want to be able to generate income without having to physically be somewhere. Yeah. And so that's where my brother, he um, shot to my little brother, Andy. Who we hoop with? Yeah, uh, he started a, a clothing motherfucking line. steel machine. Man. <laughs> yeah. Jesus He's Christ, that guy. Yeah, so like Andy started this brand off of our last name. So Guerra is our last name in Spanish. That means war. Mm-hmm. War turned into we are royalty clothing. Mm-hmm. And then Andy was doing very like nostalgic design, selling tees out of his trunk in in college. Yeah, and so he literally turned that into a whole business to where we opened our. Uh, our own store in the neighborhood we grew up in. Yeah. And so that's really my first introduction into retail. And 
in hindsight, it was a great idea, and we we had all the ambition in the world. Yeah, but we had zero knowledge <laughs> when it came to retail, so yeah. we really went in the dark. Andy had funded the whole situation. I was like, you know, holding on to my funds because I literally quit DJing cold turkey. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. Like I want to do. I want to focus on something bigger than me. You yeah. know. And so we went for it, and um, man. Just like growing pains, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we didn't know what a POS system was. We were like writing down every sale. Yeah. We like it was just a whole learning curve. And unfortunately, you know, like sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. We had a uh in that chapter there and but I, I did get a small taste of what consignment was. Mm -hmm. Um and I got introduced to spots like Riff, yeah. White Club in LA. I was gonna say, at what what period of time it was this? Because I know when I was in high school, which was around like twenty nine, two thousand nine to twenty thirteen, was like the sneaker shit. Like Fairfax was booming, man. Yeah, like, it booming. was booming, but it wasn't quite like where it took off, right? Yeah. Because I would I would say that Flight Club has always been a staple. Yeah. Riff has always been a staple, and then right around two thousand. 15 was when round two opened up on melrose and mm -hmm. i felt always felt like when round two came into town it was like right when melrose started to like develop into what it is yeah. today now yeah. it's madness yeah was, but it's disgusting <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's crazy um and uh but we were i we opened up so the Warth store we opened up in 2013 the end of 2013 and then I ended up transitioning into what became um, Backside Kicks mm -hmm. in 2014. It was inside of Backside Records, which was established in 1994. Mm -hmm. And they were selling like records, mixtapes. They used to host like Soul Assassins Radio. So like I saw Logic, I, I think oh, wow. Kendrick pulled up like way before they're, they're like yeah, Way before flourished. they were Logic and Kendrick. Yeah, like yeah. Logic was like, a His name probably wasn't even logic. It wasn't even, yeah, it wasn't even <laughs> on that. You know what I mean? And so they all blew up. Uh, tons of artists came through. I think Lincoln Park broke out of there. Like it's like a very historic spot. Yeah. And so they were they were like the spot for streetwear in the valley. And so I, you know, just came in and, and we sprinkled our sneakers in there and mm -hmm. it turned into this like pretty legit business. Um, so this was 2014. Mm -hmm. And then Again, like, you know, unfortunately, some business matters yeah. didn't work out, <laughs> you know, and, and as you learn in this business, it's it's a real tough business to be in because mm. um, you got to balance um, not only like margins and, and the business side of it, but like there's definitely a lot of egos involved. Yeah. And so like, yeah, you know, just as you go through life and investors and like partners and different things like that, it's like you just kind of get a good feeling of what's right and what's wrong, yeah. you know, over time. Yeah. And so um, in that case, that was what ended up happening with us is, well, we were growing and uh, Backside was not quite seeing the same growth in their business. Yeah. And <clears throat> unfortunately for them, fortunately, unfortunately, they were in like one of the best like locations possible. Yeah. And this is in Burbank. So yeah. this is how I actually ended up in Burbank. Um. And we had our small space. Uh, it was like one wall, 150 pairs of shoes when we first opened. And then shortly thereafter, I think like six months into it, we had like 1,200 pairs of shoes. Damn. And it was was that because that wasn't something that Burbank or the Valley had seen 
just yet was it was a space like that yeah i think the the approach because i'm a valley kid like uh, you know being born and raised there and uh you know similar to to my mentioning of the drive here right yeah. like you always know going over the hill yes yeah. and whatever factor yeah. that is I, I try absolutely to stay right. on this side right yeah yeah so like i'm blessed to have you come over for hoops yeah right? and and even glendale's kind of like a little easier because it's like right at the yeah. cusp of it right yeah. but when you when you grow up deep in the valley you just like you know there's a way to uh i don't know fill your appetite without having to go over yeah you know you're gonna do that gonna because do that. of traffic yeah. You know, it just saves you an hour yeah. if you if you think of the round trip. So the the real approach there was like, there just wasn't anything in the valley at the time. Yeah. And again, this is pre round two. This is pre everybody taking over Melrose. Yeah. Uh, so there wasn't a lot happening in the valley. How has you know round two coming in, cool kicks, all of that kind of yep. helped? Because obviously, you know, now you there's a lot of competitors in that space, sure. right? How yeah. how has that changed the way that you guys operate? How have you seen Mag Park like develop now that it's like consignment has always been a big business, but now is a big brick and mortar business, especially in LA. Yeah. No, I, I think they've brought a lot of attention into the space. Mm -hmm. I think what I love about our world is like it's just developed so many like little entrepreneurs mm -hmm. like these guys are like that's true that's true there's kids there's kids making real money yo, off of selling making, reselling shoes yeah. man and it's like the same shoes that i got sitting in in my closet at my house that I, that i have beat to death and yeah. and could make some money off of it's yeah. just like the wherewithal to do that like that's not something i was thinking about doing when i was 12 13 14 not at all like i've had some real great conversations with like 10 11 12 year olds just like Oh, like, but how would you go about this? And yeah. then what about this margin? And I'm like, yo, like, but bro, that like that really speaks to the differences in today's society, though. Yeah. Like, I, I was talking to my younger sister who just graduated college, and she's trying to figure out what her next step is, bro. But she's so much further ahead of me yeah. mentally than I was when I was at that age, right? Because you know, with social media yep. and all the resources that are available to kids yep. today, bro, like, there's there's so much stuff that they're pulling from like knowledge right. experience like dude there's kids editing fucking motion picture movies in six seconds on tiktok like i i, I can't even put together a fucking youtube video <laughs> right, right you know yeah i was gonna say like some kids are gonna tell you like oh yeah when i turn 18 i'm gonna write off a g-wagon because i learned it on tiktok in 15 seconds i right. can write off 50 percent of the car if i have an LLC. i'm like, I'm, like <laughs> I'm still leasing my honda <laughs> <laughs> right? like, like yo the, like it's so much information out there and it's amazing to see like where this next generation is gonna be and that's like the gift and the curse, right? Yeah. Because the gift is obviously they're they're way more advanced than where we were. The curse is the expectations that they think they have to fulfill. Yeah. And so the balance there, you know, I can only imagine raising a child. Like, yeah. I'm yet to be a, a father, but like I can only imagine that that balance has got to be pretty yeah. tough. Yeah. You know, because like kids feel like they are not living up to expectations because they don't have the G wagon. Yeah. You know? It's just. It's, it's a tough place yeah, to be. I, I always tell people to take social media with a grain of salt. I yeah. personally feel like Instagram's not real, just in general. Nah, yeah. It's like, you know, you you post what you want to post, you what you want people to see. Yeah. Like, even myself. Like, I, I'm, you know, we, we have 24 hours in a day. I'm doing 24 different things within those hours. I'm not right. posting something 
every single hour. Yeah. But yeah, it's I tell I tell people to take it with a grain of salt because like you said, man, that shit can fuck you up. Like yeah. you you see people the same age as you, younger than you, out here doing things that, you know, whether they worked for them or not worked for them, they have something that you don't have, something you want. And and yeah. that's that shit can get it it can get troubling. Like one of the big reasons I started this podcast was, you know, the adjacency of it came from when I finished hooping in college yeah. and I was trying to figure out, you know, what my next step was going to be in life. I had spent so much time playing basketball that I didn't have time for internships. Right. I didn't have time to go out and search for, you know, what my I wanted my career to be. I was right. thankful enough to land entertainment and be able to last as long as I have. But if somebody, you know, I saw people my same age that had done internships with like Goldman Sachs and right. PR firms and yeah. are stepping into jobs as soon as they graduate college. And I'm like, dang, like, you know, I wish that there was somebody like me that was putting out content to where I can like listen and be like, Hey, look, man, you don't have to have this shit figured out. There's yeah. like, don't, don't get caught up in, in looking at what everybody else is doing. You're, you will find your own lane. There's so many things out there for you to be able to yeah, do. So many people in, in you could look at it, whatever era, right? Like mm. that you've grown up in, but like, there's so many different categories where if you just, did something whether yeah. it was good or not yeah like you would be flourishing in general like anytime later like i always talk to my friends like when i was at my quote-unquote peak of djing like mm -hmm. like imagine if i was just like if i even understood stocks mm -hmm. like i could have literally thrown any money to you you could even have to tell me where you put it yeah like, but if you put any money into anything in 2012, 2013, and I looked at my like portfolio today, yeah, it probably would be like 10x, yeah, if not more, yeah. And but instead, I was spending it on X, Y, and Z, yeah, you know, like luckily, one of the one of those X, Y, Z's was sneakers yeah. that got me into <laughs> what, what else I got into. Who, who would have thought sneakers would be what it is? I honestly, man, I had no idea. Like, it, the culture's always been there, yeah. Um, you definitely. I mean, some of my favorite, I'll give you one, like, really fun story. But, like, I used to DJ in Vegas every so often. I used to stay with my boy DJ D. Miles. Shout out to Darren. Um, he let me stay on his couch, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the whole facade. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a residency in Vegas. But, yeah, all right. Yeah, but I'm, I'm couching but I'm, it. I'm, yeah. I'm couching it yeah. up, right? Because I'm slumming up, trying to, trying to come up. And so, you know, we're staying together. We get up one morning. Obviously, I'm in the couch. Uh, and then, like. He's like, yo, these True Blue 3s are dropping. I'm like, yo, bet. You know, I think it was 2011. And we just pull up to Caesars Palace, like Nike. They got a whole stack, you know what I mean, at 1 o'clock. Like, yo. Know. Yeah, exactly. On God? Uh, yeah. And we're just like, all right, what size are you? I'm like, bet. Cool, 12 and a half. They got 12 and a half. Like, it's like the wow. rare joints. And they just have them sitting there. And we're just like, all right, cool, let's cop it. And then some guy's like, yo, there's some ones dropping tomorrow at the, at the outlets. And I'm like, all right, dope. Like, we'll pull up, you know? So we pull up to outlets. And, bro, I don't even know, like, what we're in line for. All I know is that we're in for some ones. They're, like, they're not, like, they're pretty rare. So it's all right, cool. Get in line. <clears throat> it's, like, 14 people there. Jump in. And then um, there are these band ones, right? Jordan ones with the X with on With the X on the back. Yep. And you're just, like. It's, like, like how much is that today? That's, like, like a. They're twenty, 2 like two to twenty five hundred. And so I, I was in line, and you know, one hundred and ten bucks at the outlet. And then they were like, "Yeah, if, um, you're like you could come back in line and get a second pair." So I, I, I called up my brother. I was like, "Yo, you want a pair? Like, 
I'll, it's like it's my treat whatever yeah. it's like 100 bucks like i got you so then i got his size i had my 12 and a half and um and then yeah and then that that ended up becoming like one of the most sought out after jordan ones yeah. like way before all the other joints came out the original band one yeah and then here's a funny story that'll connect us even more shout out to mike mitchell mm-hmm. right mike the compass mike the compass right a sneaker life this guy's got every other name yeah so me and mike link uh 2000 i think 17 mm. and we're chopping it up i take him to a lounge in like studio city and he he's mike is a great guy yeah and we just start linking he's in the sneaker world and then i get it he uh i was like yeah we should connect like you know on some other like just with mag also, or whatever you talk about free game like mike is yeah mike is like the influencers influencer yeah. he's the like mike is the the nicest dude ever but ever. like he he moves in spaces at such a high level but yeah. like so humble man like we were in vegas a couple of weeks ago and he was like yeah you know uh my guy's gonna help us get a table and yada yada and yeah. we get to the table it's like the best fucking table in the yeah. club and you're like mike like who the who the fuck are you you're yeah, like, yeah. he's just my friend yeah you know what i mean yeah, no, Mike's Mike's amazing, and um, I'm getting his. I put his number down. Lo and behold, Mike was texting me in 2014, because you know sometimes when you type the number yeah, back in, yeah, you, yeah, you, you get see the old previous messages, conversation. Yeah. He was trying to buy my shoes, the band ones. The band ones. And so like it was just like a funny full circle. Wow. That he he had hit me many years ago, try on some other shit, connecting for some for some shoes. And then here we are finally like connecting together. Anyway, that shoe ended up being like my favorite shoe of all time. And the reason it became so significant was because when I did have to close one of the stores to open uh, what became Backside Kicks, when I was like running out of dough, like I had to sell that pair of shoes. That's why Mike was even in my messages. And like, it was that shoe where I was like, when I'm doing fine, like I'm gonna buy that shoe back. Like that's like, that's my gonna be my moment where I'm like, I'm good. You know, I went through it. Yeah. And um, I ended up selling that shoe to some guy in, like, Indonesia. And um, and when I finally was doing, like, better, 2000, which was 2017, um, things turned around in a big way where we got an investor involved into the shop, into Mac Park, um, which was a blessing and a curse itself. Uh, <laughs> but, like, you know, I ended up buying, like, three pairs. Oh, like, shit. Yeah. I was like, I'm going like, I'm, I'm <laughs> to have this shoe. <laughs> like, one to rock, one to stock, yeah. one to... One to just, like, yeah. I don't know. It'll be there. You yeah. know? I think I ended up... Oh, you know, I ended up selling it to... This is not a flex, but good friend, uh, Adam Levine. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he had hit me. We're the same size. Yeah. And so... I was going to ask, you know, obviously you see, like... You got your your little dude Ben Kicks. You got yeah. Jaywalk. You got a ton of people out here that 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 do like that that high profile clientele. Yeah, is there is there a lot of stuff that comes with that space too? Yeah, of course. I mean, we I I'm not the guy that's and gonna... it's never 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 like you know like oh I sell kicks to to X Y and Z, but but like the but the way that you're moving in in the space, like yeah. I would hope that that's well received by everybody. It's like oh I want to come get my kicks. For Mickey, because I know he's like even me, bro. Like yeah. Mickey, Mickey will, I'll hit Mickey and be like, "Hey, you got it?" Like he be, "Yeah, bro." Like yeah. I'll get it for you. You know? Yeah, what I mean? exactly. And, and that's the part that comes with it. You know, with so many years, like there's obviously um, like the clout that comes with like, yeah. oh, I had so and so in the store, or you know the, uh, you know, shout out to Cool Cakes. They do a great job of yeah. of creating content. Absolutely, 
absolutely that might not be how i approach it yeah you know and that, that's not that doesn't mean i don't like what they right. do like i yeah. think i got nothing but love for there's, those guys. there's appetite for what they're doing in yeah, the space for sure because you know everybody like <clears throat> like we talk about there's a culture around sneakers like yeah. everybody wants that lens into the yeah. culture and yeah, if I was younger, I'm like, y'all better watch out. I'd be outside. <laughs> but you know, like I, yeah. I, I've I've partied my you know years off, and and it's been fun. And but now it's like a little different, right? Like I'm playing a kind of a different game. Um, but that's the beauty of this game. Like you can yeah. have a long range three yeah. in your game in your bag, <clears throat> or you could be killing them with the mid range. Yeah. It don't matter. Like don't there's forget so many about ways. that mid range, right? Man. Don't forget. One of the things that I love about Mag Park especially is that you know obviously you've been in this game for a minute you've yeah. seen mag park change from what it was even before it was mag park to what it is now yeah um and it's become a brand of its own yep uh you know round two does does something very similar with you know sean has his whole vintage thing and, and spun yeah. round two off into its own brand yeah but talk to me a little bit about the ways that you've been able to spin mag park into something more than just a store like something that that is actually wearable shout out to the hat that you're wearing yeah yeah yeah. so i mean with mag that was always the the direction with it right like when i was growing up at Brantford park like you always wanted to rep your squad you wanted to rep oh if i got made it to the all-star team like i want to be i want that jersey you know and so i think for us we always just had an approach where typically most of our well, quote unquote merch or mm-hmm. i would say our private label brand is like very athleisure mm-hmm. you know athletic vibes and just a representation of us and i think you know early on and um shout out to my boy kais like yeah kais was a big influential part of our growth because he really grew up with us mm-hmm. and as he grew up so did our brand he put us on you know he he was really uh instrumental uh of or important piece to putting us and like sneaker con together mm-hmm. mag park um shit actually jordan played with us on a mag park yeah, team. yeah. i remember it. i think yeah. that was the first I time i met LA. you yeah, yeah. that's part. yeah it's it true. was it was you it was jordan i think it was b dot b dot yeah yeah that was the first time we met mike was on the team yeah. as well and mag just had its own basketball team and um and put us all to kind of put us all together and so kais was a big part of that like putting us in the the light Mm. and so um you know we became kind of a household name in that world and you know i'm blessed to have seen kids come in from out of the country and say like i wanted to come here before disneyland yeah i was like that's like to me is like it means so much yeah you know and so uh so we became a brand and, and that's where really people wanted to take a piece of that and when you bring up the hats, like, it's funny because it's something that's very recent for us. But, you know, we've always had a new era uh, account. Mm-hmm. But most recently, there's been this huge wave that initiated from New York, which was like this colored underbrim part mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, I've seen the green underbrims. I've seen the gray underbrims. Those are considered classics. Yeah. And then there's this whole, like, stigma of, like, a black underbrim called a black nasty. Yeah. I'm like, I, it's I've hard actually to never heard up. that before. Yeah. All of my brims are gray. Right. That's, that's, you know, because I mean, they're just classic. Yeah, it's right? just classic. And so, and there's like a whole like set of preferences that, that everybody wants in the collector side of the hat world. But, you know, we were given the opportunity to just basically colorize and do whatever we want with uh, headwear with New Era. Mm-hmm. And um, July, I think it was like June, May or June 2020. I had the opportunity to like kind of tell a story through through a hat 
and I had been doing it with like just regular Dodgers. Like I just saw a patch and I was like, oh man, like I love this patch. Like I want to put it out. And this was like 2019, 2000, like early 2020. And it was just like the Dodgers first World Series patch. And we mm -hmm. put it on a black hat. And all I heard was, it's never been put on a black hat. So I bet we put it on a black hat. <laughs> it's on a black hat today. It's on a black hat now, right? And then it just flew. And I was just like, damn, that's weird. So I said, okay, like, I got to make more. Yeah. So then I made that patch and I made it in a bunch of different colors. And I was like, oh, I'll make them snap because snapbacks because it'll cater to everybody. Yeah. Then this this fitted wave comes and I'm like, all right, like, I'm, I'm going to roll the dice. I've never seen a Dodgers brown hat. And I was like, let's just make a brown hat. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, like, I want to see what that looks like with, like, a black brim. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, if I'm making, I'm a, yeah, yeah, this is just this one. And I was like, all right, if I'm making a brown brown, I'm making a brown black, like, I should make it sibling, yeah. the black on black. Yeah. And then uh, pink under brims was a huge thing. Shout out to uh, Just from Hat Club. Um there's a, a you can look up the story, but there's some a meaningful story behind the the pink brim, and then um, I was just like, you know what, this all kind of like just makes sense because Travis Scott's got this, mm -hmm. Stussy Dunks has this palette, mm -hmm. uh, the Air Max Bacon now, yeah. right? Like it, yeah. the palette's there yeah. for a pink, brown, black yeah. colorway, and so we did it, and then. It shows up and it just looks amazing. Yeah. And I'm just like so hyped. Details we put into the patches, details we put into the story. And like we put them up. I don't even announce. I was so excited. I don't even, there's no rollout. Mm -hmm. It's literally one set of photos. And I think the Dodgers were playing in game seven of the World Series that they would have won and what, they did. What do you need a rollout for? If yeah. The Dodgers going to the win Dodgers the World are in the World Series, right? Dodgers World Series. Here's this fire ass hat. Yeah. So I just put the picture of the hat and then um, the time for the first pitch. Mm -hmm. And we put them up. And we had, I'll say it transparently, like we had 300 units. And the brown brown sold out in two minutes. This two-tone, which ended up being everybody's favorite at the end, I think. But the two-tone sold out in 10 minutes. And then wow. the black black, which we had double quantity than any other hat, uh, sold out the next day. Jesus. And so we had this like aha moment. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, wow, there's a demand for yeah. this. And so we just went, you know, heavy into that. And then um, I ended up doing a second collection, which was called the Mango Lava. It was inspired by the Union 4. And it it went crazy. Like we had a line at, uh, I think dude told me he was there at like 6 a.m. Jesus. And we had a line down the block. That's crazy. That's that that for me would be like that that full circle moment because I remember you know standing in line for kicks yeah. at, at some point in time. Man, you know? I, the reason and so we we put this hat back out. The reason I put it back out was because obviously we can control how much we put out there. Yeah, but there's this uh, loophole where other shops can order your hat. I won't get into that. Okay. Okay. But because it's just like I don't care. It's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. It's within the rules. I have nothing to complain about because I've had an opportunity to be successful with it. And I just want to give people the opportunity to still, still get the hat yeah. for retail. And I say that Before, because yeah. like, kid, dudes were hitting me up and they're like, yo, are you ever going to drop this hat again? Because I was, I was about to drop $200 on Grailed. And I was like, wait, what? For a, for a fitted. For a fitted. 
And so I started looking around, surely enough, like our hats are selling for 150 to 200 dollars a piece. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. So then I was like, all right, yeah, I gotta offer it again. You yeah. know? And so we've like, offered like it now. This this was this was our gift to our community yeah. in the way that we wanted. And people kind of just ran with it. And yeah. so now you had to bring it back. Yeah, I had to bring it back. And so we, we brought it back a couple of times, had amazing support. It's literally changed our entire business, yeah. like to the point where it's like it's just a core part. And so now it's just fun because, you know, becoming this accidental headwear designer. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is this is something that I kind of talk to Jordan a lot about, yeah. um, obviously, as I try and move into the space myself and the experience yeah. that he has. Talking about, like, how, you know, everything that he puts out and yeah. designs and, you know, when he started doing all the anime collabs was because he fucking loved anime, yeah. man. And, you know, it's like it's crazy to see people support and 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 identify with the things you love and the reason that you make these things are because it's literally just something that you want to wear to be honest yeah. and so what what kind of drives the way that you obviously did that but the way that you look you know forward and you know the collabs that you do the pieces that you put out like is is it all like that sort of like i make it because i want to wear it or is, is there a deeper meaning behind everything are there there are reasons to why you work with certain brands certain people you know yeah, so like there's there to to answer the part where it's like, do I make what I want to wear? There's a balance to that because mm -hmm. yes, I do want to do that, but not everybody. But wants not to wear everybody with, yeah. thinks or wears yeah. like me, yeah. right? I'm not like I wouldn't call myself a fashionista by no means, yeah. or like some sort of inspirational guy. Maybe for husky dudes, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that. But like on that level, yeah. But um, in, in regards to what we do, it's just. I think as long as it's it's genuine and organic and people understand and translate, like <clears throat> I'm wearing these like cutoff sweats like that we made, like we custom constructed these. Oh wow! And like I remember cutting all of my sweats. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my boy Ron Holden. Uh, he does this Ride for Black Lives uh, movement now, and I'm super proud of him. But we used to work together a lot on Mag Park merchandise, mm. and we were going heavy into cutting so making our own custom pieces like risking it all yeah and like when we put it out we wouldn't get much of a reaction then as people understood the brand then they're like yo where are those shorts at I'm yeah. like, Man, where were you when they first dropped <laughs> you know what i mean and then like now like we have like nothing left but um but it's like yeah we see we see a little bit of a delay when we try to put kind of what we want yeah and then when you exactly what you said as long i think for me it's as long as it translates the brand mm -hmm. then i'm good with it yeah like that authenticity as opposed to like you know we're just trying to ride a wave because even when i was making so like when i'm making these hats right like and, and that's understanding the communities too right like so with the hat community i first was like i'm only making dodger hats mm -hmm. and then i realized like there's so many people outside of la that rock with us yeah and rock with our stories. Yeah. And so long as it's not like an LA story, I think people want to see it in every other team, yeah. every other city. Yeah. Um, so because it's like every everybody has that, you know, like the Dodgers or the Lakers are for us. Yeah. Everybody has that team in their city. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like the way that we think about, you know, I, I think about, you know, rest in peace, my grandmother. I think about sitting at home watching every single Dodger game, you know, Vin Scully calling the game, just, just seeing 
her eyes light up when when the Dodgers hit a fucking home run. Yeah, and those those are the memories that I have with the Dodgers, and I can imagine there's a kid in New York that has those memories with the Yankees for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it was important for us to understand that, or for me to set my LA ego aside and yeah. say, you know what, like there's different ways for us to extend and expand outside of what might be our bubble. Yeah, and um, it might be selfish of us to just with try to stay within that you know yeah. and so i think um our next phase will include a lot of i mean it will include for sure because we already have some stuff hooked up let's let's talk about it yeah let's no i mean we're so i mean i could say it because it's coming soon but uh the pink mocha um colorway which it was the three of them but the two-tone is probably the one that speaks the most to us mm-hmm. um we're gonna drop in 12 different teams like pretty soon okay and i've previewed a couple of them to a couple friends and it's like it's really exciting okay because i think it's going to be very very um a translation of how what kind of like work we put into these things because yeah people just look at it oh you put brown and black and pink like oh you put a travis scott into a hat how hard is that like yo like we put like i the amount of detail if my new era rep could speak (laughs) <laughs> like yo i i promise you there's a hat right now i'm working on i could say it because like i don't think anybody's gonna cook it up in time nobody can cook it up in time it's done but like i'm making a, a hat that's an homage to in and out because oh wow in and out because in and out yeah so the the main hat and there's like a whole other set of like secret hats but the main hat um i made the patch look like a burger like Wow. So like I'm like, yo, it's good. this is the lettuce, this is the the, the secret <laughs> sauce, this is the cheese, this yeah, is the tomato, wild. and it's in each thread. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? So that when you step back on the side of this hat, like it's literally you're gonna see a burger. Yeah. And the and then it's like all like it took me thirty tries to get it to the exact organization I wanted it to. And then we get it to like the finish line. And I'm telling my, my newer reps, like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I can ready to push this out. And I said, you know what? Like, I want to change where the palm tree is at. Like, and then there's a palm tree on the hat. And I, I wanted to move the position. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the ninth hour, I'm like, yo, like, no, nah, we got to move the, we got to move the palm tree. It's got to be here. It's yeah. got to be there. And so that's like, yeah, that's the, like, it may not seem like a lot, I think, to people, but like, bro, it it doesn't. It but, defines but the, exactly, the product exactly, you know? exactly. It's the it's the attention to detail and the people that rock with you and and understand yeah. you know the journey and yeah. and what it goes what goes into creating products because yeah. you know the world the world is a scary place, man. And to put the time and effort into creating something and not necessarily know yeah. how it's going to be received, but know the love that you put into it yeah. is 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 different. Yeah, and it's scary sometimes. I mean. When we put out that mango lava or that union set, like I didn't know if I picked the right colors mm-hmm. for the right mm-hmm. piece of the shoe. Yeah. Like you there's no sample. Like, yeah. You gotta just like blindly do yeah. it and be like, all right, do I wanna get stuck with a hundred units of this one colorway and it's wrong? Yeah. So it's an it's an interesting approach and it's an interesting experience, but it's been fun, man. Like I think the the one thing, shout out to West Cap Secret, shout out to my boy Big Boy, shout out to my boy Goig. Like all these guys have really created a community. Like it, and it's it's a fun community to be a part of. Like, yeah. There's a lot of good people there. That's what's up. I mean, you talk about community. I want to tie it back to, to basketball a little bit, yep, man. And of course. I know that we, we hoop pretty often, so yep. I know 
Um, it's it's getting a lot of traction on social media, so a lot of other people know. Talk to me about your belly buckets. Yeah, movement, belly man. slap. Talk, nah. talk to me about belly buckets. Yeah, so um, belly buckets was uh, just a hashtag for a, a minute. Like I would go play with my boy Chris and and the leverage. Shout out to Lee and Chris uh, from the leverage mm-hmm. out in Orange County, and they um, the maps or the map yeah. uh, had uh, the camera set up, and so I would get all these highlights. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. or low lights, whatever. Uh, and, <laughs> Light, lights. 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 Yeah, yeah, you get some lights. And so, um, you know, I get these these clips and I just start posting them up and I just started posting, you know, hashtag belly buckets, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, it's no secret. I'm a little husky. Uh, I've always been. Uh, I've always been that kid. And um, But I, I would always seem to earn the respect, yeah. you know, from my yeah. peers, regardless of where I was in size. And so um it's something that's always been there for me and you know whether it was a good day or a bad day you know like i'd go home with a different kind of like perspective and you know i think i put myself in in my shoes and i said like i didn't really have anybody to like look up to there was like escalade yeah you know from the (laughs) one shot to one mixtapes uh but there wasn't like any real like guys that you looked up to yeah um and so I decided to just start like an IG account. And then when I started this IG account, like literally at the same week I started there, I got invited to go do to a hoop run mm-hmm. with um, Mario, mm-hmm. uh, who comes in hoop yeah. with us. And Mario's a character. Yeah, um, Mario is a character. And a half, right? Yeah. Like he's just a funny guy. And Mario is really tight with Chris, mm-hmm. Cash Tell Him. Um, and he's at the hoop run and we just started chopping it up um i guess chris had just graduated into the belly category (laughs) and so we're just talking about it and it's just a fun conversation yeah we're getting these we're talking about it and they they showed a lot of interest in wanting to spread the the what we call the good word and you know, we just wanted to create a, a house of highlights for Husky Hoopers. Yeah. That was a real tag. I was going to say, what I love is the representation, man. Cause, yeah. You know, I, I've had many a friend who who's not as skinny as me, but yeah. will ball the fuck out of you. Bro. Yeah. And this dude included. <laughs> yeah. This dude included. Yeah. But it's like the, the representation, bro. And, and you talk about, like, not just adults, but specifically for kids, man, yeah. who grow up. And we talk about how rewarding social media is, but we talk about how dangerous social media is and they yeah. see everybody that doesn't look like them yeah. doing things and, and don't necessarily see that for themselves. And, yeah. I and, mean, I could, I could remember wanting not to try out or not wanting to do this or, yeah. you know, um, taking off my shirt in the locker room. Yeah. Like it just like real simple things like that. Or, you know, I, I'm sure that I'm, I know there's people who don't even like to take their shirt off to go swim mm-hmm. and they might not even be Husky. Like, right. it, it's just this, this mindset that sometimes kind of holds us down yeah and it's our self-esteem and it's it's we're we just want to create a community to help empower those people yeah and you don't have to be quote-unquote overweight or husky to to be a part of this like this is just our way of saying like yo look like yeah Basket, like hoopers Hooper, for everybody. Hoopers come in every size. Exactly. Basketball is basketball's for everybody. For everybody. I can go to Big Five right now, yeah. buy a court, buy a basketball. I'm a hooper. Yeah. You know what facts. I mean? Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. That And then I've, I've loved it. Shout out to Chris because Chris and Mario both really run the account the yeah. most. Uh, but we get submitted so much stuff. Bro, and- so I see like 
Yeah. YouTube influencers, yeah. TikTokers are, yeah. are, are hopping onto the wave, man. Yeah. Like people are just on it. They're they're showing support. They're submitting stuff. Shout out to our boy Mac. Like I am Mac. Yeah. Uh, 07. He. That's the dude who in the park runs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse, Excuse me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Right. That shit is hilarious. Yeah. That shit is hilarious. But I love Mac. Yeah. What I what I love, man, is that, and this is something I've talked about on on previous episodes, is that nobody knows, you know, that these things are missing in these spaces or that these things are yeah. going on until. People like you who have the platform to talk about them yeah. start talking about them, man. Because there's so many people out there feeling things who don't realize or don't know that there's other people that are feeling those same feelings, Fact. feeling that same exact thing too. And it's it's okay to feel the way that you feel, but just know that you're not alone, man. Yeah, I think I I thought for a long time there, like I did feel like I was alone, right? Like because I didn't know any better. Yeah. And then when you start to have people like actually reach out to you and say like. Like, or they'll hashtag you, yeah. or they'll tag you, yeah. and you're just like, yo, like, I'm not alone. Yeah. And I can't be afraid to just put that out there. So that's really what, how it all really started. Yeah. 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 No doubt, man. Well, I, I appreciate you for coming to sit with me, man. Yeah. Uh, we, obviously, we talk uh, every week because we, because we hoop, but I appreciate, you know, people getting to, to hear your story and learn more about your brand, your store, your movement, everything like that. Is there anything else that you want to, Say to the people before we kind of sign off. I think that wraps it up. I, I mean, the one thing I can mention, I told you I was going to talk about it um, or just mention it, but um, what's been fun about the journey from like start to present is uh, next week or whatever this airs, right? Uh, about a week from now, uh, my partnership with PacSun mm-hmm. will be live. Okay. I've not been mentioning to you yeah. for a minute. Yeah. So PacSun is entering the resale space. And uh, I have the honor of uh, curating and sourcing and doing all that stuff for them. So that's been a, a huge accomplishment, yeah. I think, in, in my personal career. Amen. And so that's huge. Be, don't don't be fun. don't don't whisper that into the mic, <laughs> yeah, yell it, man. Because yeah. as soon as as soon as it it happens, it's in stores. I'm giving you your flowers. Yeah. You know, and and what I love about you know not just our friendship, but the the people that we surround ourselves with. Is that you know we I I especially I'm a speaker on behalf of myself. I want to see nothing but wins for you. You know, man. Yeah. I know sometimes that comes with losses, but of course, you know, I, we're gonna celebrate all of these wins because they're wins yeah. nonetheless, Facts. man. And and that's what I, that's what I want for you, dude. Yeah, appreciate that, man. No Thank doubt, you. no Thank doubt. This me. has been the the Basketball Adjacent Podcast. I'm your host Gerald Smith. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, all social media platforms at Gerald H Tims. You want to shout out the Mag Park and yourself yeah, at the Mag Park uh, at Hey Mickey War M I K I W A R and then at Belly Buckets. Yeah, shout out the Network Studios for for helping me get set up with my first in studio podcast and uh, more is to come. We outside all summer, uh, L.A. versus the world. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and tune in to the Basketball Adjacent Podcast on your favorite audio platform or always on Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V dot com. Interested in advertising on the Basketball Adjacent Podcast? Hit me up on any social platform at at Gerald H. Timms. That's at sign J-E-R-R-O-L-D-H-T-I-M-S. And stay tuned for updates on bi-weekly episodes and what to expect next. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.